This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. A Gorilla Podcast Syndicate Production. Samutsari Conversation with Mimi to connect with other women who may need someone to talk to around everyday life issues and challenges, from managing career and household to inner productivity, relationships, and other hot topics. Samutsari Conversation with Mimi. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Samutsari Conversations with Mimi podcast. This is your host, Mimi Daurilia. And uh, this podcast is a very interesting one because um, we talk about hot topics and other topics of interest to both men and women alike. We also feature guests who share their passion and their commitment to their profession, to their talents, or to their uh, whatever endeavors that they have at the moment. And we share stories because we believe that we can learn from ordinary people who make extraordinary things. And for this episode, I'm very happy to have a dear friend of mine, Father Elmer Ibarra, to join us. So I'll get Father Elmer to say hello first, and then we'll talk about the topic for today, which is kind of like very applicable, not just today, but, you know, in, in the coming near, or I don't know whether you call it near future or long term because of uh, the COVID. But I'd like to say hi first to Father Elmer. How are you? Hello. Hello, Mimi. I'm good. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me at your, uh, as a guest at your podcast for, uh, for tonight. Thank you, Father. Um, just to give an in, in kind of like an insight because, you know, different mm. uh, priests belong to different, um, what do you call that? That really organization. Uh, congregations. Congregation. So, Father, based on what I know about you, you have been ordained for many, many years now. I think it's mid to late 2000, maybe 2007, 2008. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And then you are a part mm. of the SBD. And mm. then as a missionary, you've traveled a lot. So maybe you can give us a little mm. bit of a flavor in terms of your travels. Yeah. And at the moment, Father, you are in the Northern Territory. So maybe you can backtrack a little bit about your priesthood. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that and why yeah. you landed in Northern Territory in Australia. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm... Uh... Uh, I got ordained as a priest on the 3rd of February in 2007 in Tagaytay City in the Philippines. Um, 
I belong to a class of uh, 13, uh, 13 priests. And uh, among the 13 priests, some of us are assigned abroad. Some of us have uh, are now in the Philippines. And I'm the one of the few who are still uh, working in a foreign mission, as they say. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I got, uh, after my ordination in 2007, uh, 2008, I was asked to uh, to transfer to uh, Australia uh, first for five months here mm-hmm. uh, in Sydney and also in Melbourne. And then after that, I got my first assignment, which is uh, to be uh, assistant parish priest in in uh, in St. Patrick's Parish in Wellington, New Zealand. And I became parish priest after one year, and then after, and then I stayed there for five more years. So I was in New Zealand from. 2008 until 2014 and then after uh, after my stint in New Zealand I was asked to uh, come back to Australia and I was assigned to uh, as the vocations director for the divine world missionaries yeah and uh, while I'm doing that I'm also I also work in the parish in Macquarie Fields in uh, western uh, in western Sydney yep. and I was there for for three years from 2014 until 2016. Then after that, <clears throat> I was asked to uh, I was asked to uh, move again, and this time to be the Bible Apostolic Coordinator of the of the Divine Word Missionaries here in Australia, and I moved to Marsfield, which is a little bit more closer to to the CBD, uh, to our to our uh, provincial headquarters in Marsfield, and I. Uh, and from there, I worked as the uh, the Bible Apostle Coordinator for three years until um, from 2017 until 2019. Mm-hmm. And then while while I was doing that, I was while I was doing that work, um, I also got to go to uh, to to India uh, to uh, for eight days to, uh, for a uh, for a meeting of all Biblical Apostolic Coordinators of of the Divine Word Missionaries in Asia. And then also, then also just last year, um, I was uh, I went to uh, I went to Rome um, to study for a, a short course on on the updating of the Bible. <clears throat> so I was there for for about uh, ten weeks mm-hmm. uh, in Rome. And then while I was in Rome, uh, since um, uh, we are having our regular um, uh, regular assignments, um, regular term assignments, I was asked if I could become a parish priest again, and this time here in Saint, uh, Santa Teresa um, Catholic Church here in Santa Teresa in the Northern Territory. So that's why I got assigned here. So I started last January, and I'm still the uh, Bible Apostolic Coordinator for the province uh, because uh, I've accepted to renew, to renew that term while being a parish priest. Parish priest. Parish priest here in uh, in Santa Teresa in Northern Territory. So so That's I've been here uh, since January, and I think uh, I'll stay here until uh, for the next uh, for the next three years. Wow! So from you're like a globe trotter, Father. You traveled <laughs> around the world, and and I'd park that um, fact, Father, because that has a bearing mm-hmm. to my to one of my future questions. <laughs> yeah, sure, of course. Well, let's keep no that in mind. Yeah. Uh, the topic yeah. of today's podcast, Father, is how to keep your faith alive and strong during these trying mm-hmm. times. 
And I thought that I'd have this conversation with you because obviously this is your area of uh, expertise, faith, and um, <laughs> the Catholic faith. And uh, no other person that I can think of to ask, but obviously you, being a shepherd, yeah, thank you. a shepherd of the bigger flock, <laughs> of a big, bigger, bigger group. So, Father, um, based on let's let's dive right into my first question, which I said has something to do with you traveling. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. So have you noticed during your travels and your different assignments that people have a different way of expressing their faith now? Because you've been a priest since 2007. So have you noticed any evolution of the Catholic faith, for example, or the way people express their, their faith? Is it, is it like um, we're becoming more modern now? Or are we still in the traditional side of doing things? Can you give us a little bit of insight as to how you see the faith evolving over time? Yeah, well, I wouldn't really say that it has been evolving through time. It is um, the faith, the faith that is being expressed is somehow different from culture to culture. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there are people, there are, there are cultures that uh, for them, faith is something that has to be uh, publicly expressed. And there are also cultures that faith is more of a private matter and, and uh, they, are, uh, they are not really comfortable in talking about it in the, in the public arena. Yeah. And that depends from culture to culture. Uh, like, for example, in the Philippines, we have been very, very expressive of our faith. Um, we, always, we always have these processions. We always have these devotions. We always have uh, uh, fest- fiestas and festivals in honor of different saints. Like today, today is the, the solemnity of uh, Saints Peter and Paul. Peter and Paul so I yeah. could just imagine, yeah. So I could just imagine that there are in the Philippines um, parishes who are named after Saints Peter and Saint Paul. Right. They're having their fiesta. I mean, well, well, of course, because of COVID nineteen, they cannot do that. But otherwise, if if not for this. Uh, pandemic that we are experiencing at the moment, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they have all these uh, activities mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to celebrate. Now also, but on the other end of the spectrum, you also have, uh, you also, in my experience, you also have the uh, New Zealanders and Australians who are basically very European in their style of, uh, of expressing their faith, that for them, faith is really more of a private matter, a private business where they are very faithful i mean they they do ex- they do have a a good sense of belief um however saying that they are they are more of uh, keeping it to themselves like like uh like in 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 my experience in new zealand and australia we would never you, you could never imagine something like like a procession uh, happening mm. outside yeah. you know for them uh, for them, uh, church is all about going to mass, and also there's a little bit of socializing afterwards. Um, uh, some some of them uh, they are also particular with the with uh, with uh, with some kind of devotions, but but generally they they would rather have um, uh, it is not really a public expression in the uh, the public arena, but they do they do 
have faith, uh, they do still want to send their children to a uh, to a Catholic school. They still believe that um, that the Catholic school is still better uh, is still better in forming their kids to, so that um, not only about their faith, but they could also they could also imbibe the values of the Gospels, the values of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So you you have you have that, and now also. Uh, also, uh, in my experience, um, uh, because I was in New Zealand for quite some time, I've also had an experience to be with Pacific Islanders, where they are also like Filipinos, that they are also very, very devoted to their faith. They love, uh, they love saying the rosary. They love having their novenas. Mm-hmm. They also love uh, the devotion to the, uh, the to the uh, to the divine mercy. They also have great choirs. They also participate in the church very much so so it for in my experience it really depends from culture culture to culture on how they uh, how they express their faith um even though if if you're going to say about evolution i think the uh, I, I think the sad reality now is um is uh, we live in this part of the world where where uh, where the world is becoming more secularized so a lot of people are starting to question about the role of faith in their lives and whether mm-hmm. it is really relevant in their lives or not. So yeah. I think that is also the evolution that is uh, that we are experiencing. And even even second, third generation migrants who come to this country also imbibe that kind of idea that 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 once uh, that they had inherited the faith, but once their parents are have passed on, so they also they also question. Um, how is faith relevant in their lives? So, yeah. so we we do experience we do experience that unfortunately, but uh, but that is also in the same way a challenge to our church on yes, how yeah. how we should how we should uh, cater to uh, to these kinds of people who are not really questioning their faith, but but it is really more of trying to make the sense of what what does faith what does religion do in their lives and is it is it still relevant so yes, that's yes. that's mm. that's a very good insight father which leads me to my next mm. question so yeah, now sure. that we have all these challenges questioning the relevance of faith in our daily lives as a spiritual guide mentor spiritual advisor um as a priest how do you um bring back the sense of trust into what they believe in and how do you, what are the practical and actionable things that you do to enable that to happen? Yeah. Well, first is, as a priest, first is I have to be authentic to myself. I have uh-huh. to be authentic in, in my own faith and how I practice my faith. Yeah. That I don't practice my faith in a way that it is all about a show or just to say to other people that that I am a priest, I I say mass, I do all these devotions and stuff, and and I do it for for a show. You know, people are people here are 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 wise enough to know whether are you authentic, are you sincere in what you're doing, or are you not? And and this is this is this is the challenge on my part that that whatever I do, whatever I say, it has to be. It has to be authentic that it really comes from from myself, mm-hmm. and it comes from myself because of the deep belief that I have uh, in our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so in a way, as a missionary, um, 
that is that is the first challenge and it is not just about telling people oh you go to mass on sunday or you pray the rosary or you say the divina it's not about those but 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 could people also see how i practice my faith in my own uh, as a person not only just a priest but but also as as a as a simp- as a common human being yeah and also at the same time i also would want to in, in a way i also would want to show that that even if even if i'm a priest i'm still i'm still like any other person i still i still love sports i still uh-huh. love um walking walking my dog around i still love to socialize and, and and meet people i'm still also interested in in politics and everything else like every that like every other person mm-hmm. um is so for me i think that the challenge is is that how to be how to be really authentic how to be uh how how could people see jesus in you even though even though you can live your life that you can you can you can live the life the whole day without even mentioning jesus at all so how could they see and and if they can see that you are really an authentic person that you really practice the values and gospels of uh, and gospel uh, the values in the gospels then uh-huh. then people can see that oh maybe yeah he's authentic he's happy with what he's doing maybe maybe there is something uh, that he has that um, that uh, that makes him do that way yeah and i try and i try that way yes Father, I'm very enlightened already. I'm, I'm getting excited because <laughs> your answers really kind of on point with the things that I want to learn. Ah, that, no, so we just, we just I think, I think so I'm blessed today, Father. <laughs> okay, ah, um, right. my next question, Father, is because the theme of our, our topic is how to keep your faith alive during these five times, do we still have to measure our faith? Like, is that still a concept that we need to focus on or... Or like you said, just be authentic and just practice. Just do the the you know, just do what you need to do without the show aspect. So um, does that still have to be measured? Or the Lord already knows that you know, if you do good deeds, then you are um, mi- like mirroring me in everyone and, and everybody else. So what can you say about that, Father? I don't really want to say that one has to has to measure like like in the sense I don't really want to say that you become more holy by saying by saying a rosary a day mm-hmm. or you become more holy by doing all these novenas and devotion um at least for me at least for me um one aspect that is that is important in one's faith and also in our in our church is at least to go to mass um, on a Sunday or a Saturday night. I mean, that's the most basic of them all because mm-hmm. not only, not only because the church commands us to do this and not only it's because it's part of the 10 commandments to, to honor the Sabbath day, but it is also a way of, of expressing our faith with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as I said earlier that sometimes faith could also be a, uh, a personal business and and i do believe i i do believe that some people wanted that faith is is a personal matter but at the same time there's also another aspect of faith that that needs to be expressed with a community mm-hmm. that's why even jesus says in the in I, I forgot the chapter and verse but i think jesus says in the uh, in the gospel of matthew that 
whenever two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in their midst. Yeah. So, so even though I could, I could go to my own room and pray alone, and yeah. and definitely God will hear that definitely. Mm-hmm. But th- there is still this community aspect that is necessary in practicing one's faith, and that is by being together in a mass. Mm-hmm. Now, now saying that. At least, if we are able to do that, uh, if we are able to to be with the community, because faith also, even though it is a personal matter, but faith also grows whenever we are together. Yeah. Faith also grows whenever we pray together, whenever we share each other's lives together on our journey towards the kingdom of heaven. Um, these things cannot be done on a personal level. These things can also uh, can only be done if we live if we live in a community where we share the same faith now now saying uh, now asking uh, about about measuring I, I i don't i don't really want i don't really want that faith is is measured but it it really depends on on how you practice it if you mm-hmm. are if one person is happy by by saying the by saying the chaplet of the divine mercy every day then then good mm-hmm. good on them that they that they do that if a person is, if a person uh, uh, feels that he that he or she would be more holy by by saying a rosary uh, every night before they go to sleep, then then well and good. Um, I because each of us we have our own our own way of expressing our faith, That's and right. and I I would be and I would be honest. There are there are a lot of people there when it comes to devotions. They are more devoted than I am. Yeah. And and so there's and, no prescription for that. There's no prescription. Uh, it, it there's depends no, on. There's no There's no prescription. I, yeah. I, I would, I would only, uh, I, I would, I would only stick to, to at least to the, to the bare minimum, mm. and that is to attend church every Sunday. Yeah. That that for me that's the bare that's that's the that's the bare minimum. Bare minimum. But oh, of course, in practicing yeah. the faith, we, we should not we should not we should not simply content ourselves with the minimum. Oh, oh. We should also try to to uh, to do more. Yes, of course. But at least, but 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 at least, you know, if if one if one really truly believes uh, in Jesus Christ, then then let us also try to to do what He commands us, and that is, mm. and that is to make the Sabbath day holy. And how could we make the Sabbath day holy by coming together as a community in in prayer, and that is the mass. Yeah, Father, what can you say about online TV masses at the moment? Because we. Obviously, not all uh, mm. communities are open to having face-to-face masses. Uh, for example, I mm. have more time to do online masses now, so I'm I'm devoted to my online masses. Sometimes I'm in Quiapo, sometimes I'm in Manila Cathedral, sometimes I'm in Canada, sometimes I'm in Levin, sometimes I'm um, you know somewhere in the Vatican. Um, so I want wondered whether that would be kind of okay to do at the moment as a bare minimum and um, I wondered whether you can comment around the spiritual um, communion nowadays because that's what we pray during communion because we cannot receive the Holy Eucharist um, if doing online TV masses so um, what are your thoughts around that father yes well first of all Online masses, masses on TV. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Have always been with us for a long time now. It is not it's not something new. 
mm-hmm. especially TV matter. Yeah, it's not something new. Even here in Australia, we have a we have a TV mass. I think on channels channel ten. I think at six o'clock in the morning every yes, Sunday. Yes, Father, I also um, do the Sunday yeah, there is. morning mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it has always been with us for a long time now, because it caters for people who are too sick that they cannot go to they cannot go to church. So so these things are. Um, don't be surprised, but these things have been with us for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And however, because of COVID-19, um, the demand for, for online masses have skyrocketed because, uh, b- because we, cannot, we cannot go to mass. We, we, cannot, we cannot go to church physically, so we cannot gather physically because of, because of the pandemic, which is fair enough. I mean, what, what can we do? Um, of course, of course, uh, Jesus also would, would not also, uh, if, if, he were, if he was here, he, he mm-hmm. would not also allow us to go to church because, because, uh, because, uh, our, because uh, there are more things that um, are also important and uh, we, don't want to, uh, we don't want to spread the virus to each, to, to each other. So, however, saying that, for me, these TV masses, these online masses on, on the internet, uh, the, these are only band-aid, as I call band-aid solutions. Yeah. These are band-aid solutions for for the meantime. It is only yes. a temp. It's, a, it's only a temporary solution for a problem that 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 is with us. Remember, we are living in we are living in unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, a lot of people, uh, well, almost all the people here have never experienced this kind of uh, this kind of uh, tragedy in our whole world you know a lot of people may have experienced world wars a lot of people may have experienced um uh, different kinds of uh, uh of violence here and there but something like this is something that is really really uh, really really different and really really challenging for everyone that's why a lot of churches um a lot of religious um congregations have also resorted of doing online masses, not only not only to provide uh, not only to provide spiritual nourishment to to everyone, but also to keep in touch. You know that that uh, it, again again it all goes down to relevance. That that to be able that the church to be able to express that it is still relevant in our in in our lives. Mm-hmm. We try to right. we try to uh, to reach out to as many people as possible. Uh, because uh, because of these uh, because of these circumstances, and there are people who are still demanding that that there should be alternatives to be able mm. to uh, to be able to continue to be spiritually nourished um, be- uh, because of this pandemic. Now, with regards to your second question about about the spiritual communion, again, I- again, this is again another band aid solution because. We cannot receive physically the body of Christ uh, through the consecrated host and also the consecrated wine. We cannot receive that at the moment. So spiritual communion is is the next best thing. Um, however, saying that for me, it's still it's still different when we are able to receive to receive actually uh, in in actuality the the very body of Christ, mm-hmm. the blood of Christ. It's still it's still different because yeah. because that's that's the whole point of, of communion. The whole point of communion 
is that God or Jesus loves us so much that, that he wants to become a part of us so that we can become a part of him. That's why the body of Christ, the blood of Christ have been made available for us to partake. Yeah. So again, having spiritual communion, it is the next best thing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, it is only a band-aid solution that whenever, if, if, if the time comes, and I hope it comes very soon, that, that we can have masses again in our churches, mm -hmm. then hopefully we'll be able to, to receive again the body and blood of Christ. Yes, I'm will I will help pray for that father. <laughs> uh, yes. So well oh, actually father. for us here we are already doing it. We are since the seventeenth of May because Oh uh, good, because, good. Uh, yeah, because here in uh, here in the Northern Territory we, we have very, very few cases of COVID nineteen and and we have no case in our own community here in Santa Teresa. So that's why that's why we are now allowed to um uh, to have to have these things, so yeah. you are more free so to roam around. <laughs> we are more, free. yeah, we are more free. <laughs> okay, Father. So um, we're nearing the the end of our this discussion. So what are yeah. what is your advice or what are your tips or what can you share with us to um, assist the all of us who are feeling a little bit unsure, feeling a little bit down, feeling a little bit disconnected feeling a little bit unsure, all these emotions around yeah, um, this, the situation. So how do we keep our faith alive and strong during these trying times? Well, well, first is, first is um, have, a, uh, have a regular schedule. Like, like if, you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to hear Mass online, then, then have a regular schedule. You know, uh, do your... Whatever, like for example, if you go to mass at nine o'clock uh, uh, on a Sunday at church, then then find a uh, find a mass that is also online that is also happening at nine o'clock in the morning, and then also um, while while you are while you are while you are doing while you are uh, doing an online mass, then also try to imagine that you're also in church. So it means that it means that you have to also turn off your cell phone so that you will not be disturbed. Uh, also, also uh, try to uh, try to be in a in a good disposition, uh, so that so that uh, so that you can feel that that even though you are at home and you are uh, hearing mass online, then you can still feel that you are still in church. Yeah. And then for people who are who are you know really really uh, as they say they are worried about and unsure about what is happening, you know. Like all other, like all other uh, tragedies in our world, you know, these things pass. You know, these things pass. And I think we are in a fortunate situation where, where the only thing that we really have to do is, is that uh, to be able to survive the pandemic is very simple. Like, like just by, by maintaining social distancing, mm -hmm. by not going out unnecessarily, mm -hmm. by, uh, by avoiding by uh, by helping out protecting our our uh, more elderly loved ones you know um, mm -hmm. by uh, by washing our hands you know all, all these to survive a pandemic is we are lucky that uh, that uh, that it is very to survive this pandemic is very very simple even though it does worry a lot of people because because this is something that that has never happened to us in our lifetimes mm -hmm. of course there have been pandemics in the past but uh, but for most of us, we have never experienced something like this in our own lifetimes. 
and yet the solution is very very easy so so we should thank god for that and at the same time also also try to heed advice of our of our of our government and also our, our health officials by by doing what is necessary and of course we continue to pray that that one day this will pass and hopefully um, as as a uh, as a country or as a whole world we could learn a lot of lessons from this and become better people so that so that i mean this is this might be the first in a long long while but i don't yeah. believe that this will be the last, the last of any of, of any tragedy of any human tragedy because we will always experience so so for me i think it's it's all about trying to trying to be calm and and actually now it's uh, things are becoming clearer so so for us it's we we should be lucky and thankful to God that the solution is very simple. Yes. And and obviously, like what we discussed a while ago, kapit lang, Father. <laughs> That's yeah. what the Philippines yes, will say. That's I what the Philippines will say. But in English, how do we do that? Keep faith, keep strong, keep, keep carry faith, on. Yeah, yeah, be strong. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> very, very interesting, yeah. Father. I really appreciate the time that you've given me today. And also, oh, that's right. words of wisdom. So, and in closing, Father, I'd like to invite our audience that if they have other topics or stories that they wish to feature or discuss in the podcast, they can reach out to me at mimi at dinosocial.com. And Father Samutsari is a member of the Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Um, they are the ones that uh, invited us to become a part of their network and they will help spread the word um, because we want to reach out to as many Filipinos as possible, not just in Australia and in the Philippines, but all over the world. So, Father, yes. again, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for your time today. And I hope this is not the first, or uh, this is not the last. There will be many, many more. I'm hoping this is just... Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I'm so, looking forward to that. Yes, Father. Um, I will definitely keep you in mind, especially if um, I need advice on, on your expertise, which is around... <laughs> you know, spirituality and all of that. So thank you very much, Father Elmer Ibarra, for your time. And uh, the way we now close the show is to wave to everybody. It seems to be the new normal when you are <laughs> communicating with somebody else online. So thank you again, Father. And uh, all right. well, keep warm where you are, even if you are in the desert. And uh, we'll yes. see the audience members next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye everyone. God bless. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you want to know more, check out www.guerillapodcast.com.au or guerillapodcast.com.ph A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerillapodcastsyndicate.com are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either.
book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com